and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Night Zookeeper. Finding educational games that balance fun and learning is tough. I find that they're either just a game and not educational at all, or they fail to keep kids' attention. Night Zookeeper is a special game that focuses on writing, one of my favorite things. I have watched both my kids play Night Zookeeper, and I was impressed with the production value, how they built an entire story to get the kids started, and I was impressed with how the educational elements are so seamlessly integrated in the activities that the kids do within the app. Night Zookeeper has high replay value, and my kids keep asking to play. Click the link in the show notes to discover all that Night Zookeeper has to offer. Now on to some shout-outs. Nello from Seattle is a fan of the podcast. Hey, Nello. I think if you were a character in the stories, you'd be a pirate pirate who sailed the high seas, stealing from pirates and returning their stolen booty to its rightful owners. Thanks for listening, Nello. Eloise, Audrey, and Autumn like to listen on car trips. I think if you three were characters in the stories, you'd be the sister witches who live in the southern swamps and protect the magical creatures there from the Red Cloak Wizard tribe. Thanks for listening, Eloise, Audrey, and Autumn. Today's episode was made with help from a real-life kid named June. June and I worked together to create this story. June had such tremendous ideas, and it's because of her that this series will be truly incredible. June, thank you for sharing your ideas, and happy birthday. This episode is titled, Lost in the Valley. As she did nearly every day, June went to play in her backyard. There was a big oak tree, a flowing river, some chickens, and all the other little wonders of a great backyard. She loved to play out behind her house, and today she found something special. A fairy ring. Hey, June, what are you up to out there? called June's mom from the house. I found a fairy ring, mom, June called back. Great! Maybe it's magic, said her mom. June had seen fairy rings before. It was when mushrooms grew in a big circle, like a ring. According to old Celtic and English tales, if you entered the fairy ring, you would be compelled to dance with all the magical creatures there until you collapsed. But June knew those were just fairy tales. As she always did, June leaped into the middle, being sure not to break off or damage any of the mushrooms. She spun and twirled. She imagined fairy tale creatures like satyrs and friendly goblins and talking animals all dancing in circles along with her. And she flopped onto the ground and sat in the grass, looking out toward the river that was right near her home. June made some kissing sounds and called for her cat. Here, Rye. Come here, Super Rye, my little superhero kitty cat. June and Super Rye were best friends. They played together almost every day. Rye wandered about the backyard and leaped into the fairy ring just like June. The two cuddled, and then Rye wandered off again, chasing a butterfly. June looked down at the ground inside the circle of the fairy ring and noticed something strange. The grass around her began to sparkle, kind of like early in the day when the sun shines off the morning dew. But it wasn't morning, and the grass wasn't wet. The green grass beneath her sparkled with a white light, brighter and brighter. 
June watched in amazement as the green grass inside the fairy circle turned white and eventually disappeared all in a matter of seconds. Instead of sitting in the grass, now she was sitting in nothing, just squishy white light. June began to slowly sink into the light. Her hands and feet and body were stuck into the white light as if it were super sticky pudding. The light pulled her in, and June looked up for help. She saw her cat, Rye, and she called out to him, Super Rye! Rye, come! But before she could finish her sentence, she was sucked into the light. Rye turned and saw June just before she disappeared. The loyal cat leaped right into the fairy ring and disappeared after June. Bright light forced June to close her eyes tight, and she felt like she was falling. She felt herself spinning through the air until she wasn't. She felt grass on her skin again. She slowly opened her eyes to sunlight. She heard birds chirping and saw trees around her. June thought her imagination had simply got the best of her. Or maybe she fell asleep and had a wild dream. She stood up to run inside and tell her mom about it, but her house was nowhere to be seen. June looked all around and realized that even though this place looked familiar, it was not her backyard. Meow. June felt Rye rubbing at her ankles. Super Rye, she called out. She sat back down and cuddled her cat, one of her favorite things in the world. It comforted her to know that she wasn't alone in this new place. June investigated her surroundings a little more intentionally now. She realized that she was in another fairy ring, similar to the one from her backyard. She noticed that the plants and trees around her looked very much like the ones in her backyard and the ones in the forests near her home, but they weren't exactly the same. The leaves looked different, and the colors of the flowers were just a bit odd. Even the birds flying about seemed Almost what she was used to, but not quite. June sat in the fairy ring some more, cuddling with Rye. She hoped that perhaps it would go all magic-y again and teleport her back home. But it didn't. The day went along like any other, and June realized that she should find shelter before it got dark. Do you hear that, Rye? I, I think that's flowing water, said June. Her and Rye walked over toward the sound. They walked through tall grasses and trees to a flowing river. June figured that if they walked down the river for long enough, perhaps they would come to a town or at least someone's house, and then she could find somebody who could help her get back home. June struggled through the thick brush near the river, and Rye leaped about to keep up. Eventually, they heard what sounded like arguing. June tried to stay hidden among the tall grasses as she went closer to get a better look. She peeked out from behind a tree and saw two scary-looking creatures arguing next to a rowboat. These creatures were like humans in that they had two legs and two arms and a head, but their skin was green and they appeared to be much bigger and taller than typical humans. They each had small horns on their heads and held wooden clubs. These creatures looked like trolls she had read about in books. 
From her hiding spot behind the tree, she listened closely and it sounded like the two trolls were arguing about who was going to paddle the boat. They were shoving and growling at each other. Then one of the trolls began sniffing. It lifted its nose into the air as if there were a scent on the wind that it was trying to identify. I smell cat, said one troll. The other troll began sniffing as well and agreed. I smell cat too. Oh no, whispered June. She knew that they were referring to Rye. Without moving too much, she tried to look around and find Rye. June looked up and realized that her cat was sitting on a large branch in the tree she was hiding behind. He was calmly licking his paws. Before June could whisper for him to come down so they could make their escape, the trolls yelled. There it is! There's the cat! We've got to get that cat! June peeked around the tree and saw the troll pointing up into the branches at Rye. The trolls abandoned their paddleboat and began splashing into the water to get to the other side of the river to Rye and June. June jumped out from her hiding place and called up to Rye, still relaxing in the branches. Rye, get down here, Rye! Those awful trolls want to eat you! Come down here right now! She called to the cat. The trolls now saw June, and they yelled out to her. That's our cat! We saw it first! Don't you touch our cat or we'll snatch you up too! Rye calmly leaped down the tree, landing in June's arms. Once she had hold of her fur baby, June turned and ran as fast as she could down the river. She didn't know how fast trolls could run, but she did know that their legs were much longer than hers, and it was very likely that they would be able to catch up to her soon. Jane huffed and puffed and her heart pounded in her chest. She could hear the beasts behind her yelling angrily in pursuit. She kept her head up to try and find a house or a town in the distance somewhere she could find help. Then she realized that maybe there was no help here. What if only trolls lived here, and any town she came across would just be full of more cat-eating trolls? Just as June was beginning to feel desperate, two people appeared before her, like real human people. They slid out from behind some trees she was running toward. They were both wearing ninja costumes, like some kids wear at Halloween. June skidded to a stop, holding Rye tighter and hoping these ninjas weren't after her too. Who are you? she asked. One of the ninjas replied, I'm Master Momo, who are you? I'm, I'm June and me and my cat are being chased by those awful troll things, see? June turned and pointed behind her to the two trolls still charging ahead. No wonder, said the other ninja, you've got a cat. Cave trolls love cats. Before June could ask them what was really going on, the two ninjas raced to the trolls and met them head on. The trolls roared and swung their clubs. The ninjas were far too quick, and they dodged left and right. Ninjas used their swords to hack the trolls' clubs down to little bits of wood. Loud smacking sounds filled the air as the ninjas swatted the trolls with the flat sides of their swords. They herded the trolls down near the river and kicked them into the water. Get on out of here! yelled Master Momo. The trolls realized their defeat, and they began sloshing through the river back to their little rowboat. 
June watched as the ninjas marched back to her, and she hoped again that these two were good ninjas. You all right? asked the other ninja. I guess, said June. We didn't get eaten by those trolls, so that's a good thing. Oh, the trolls wouldn't have eaten you, said the ninja. Just the cat. I'm Tatiana, by the way. Where are you from? You don't look familiar. Hi, Tatiana. I'm, I'm not from around here. I'm, I'm from someplace else, said June. Okay, you from Center City? Cliffside? Power Up? Gemrock? asked Tatiana. We can help you get home if you need. I do need help to get home, but I'm not from around here. I mean, like, I'm from Vermont, said June. She hoped that maybe this had happened before. Maybe people from her world dropped into this world every once in a while, and the people here had a way to help. Momo and Tatiana looked at each other with their thinking faces on. Vermont? Vermont? I don't know no Vermont, said Momo. Tatiana shook her head and shrugged her shoulders. I'm not from this world, admitted June. Like, not at all. And we don't have cave trolls, and we also don't have ninjas just walking around, except on Halloween, but that's different. I mean, I was outside with my cat, and I sat in a fairy ring, and then it was like I got sucked into it, and I woke up in a fairy ring back that way, and... Okay, okay, Tatiana said, trying to comfort June. We hear you. We get it. Let's get you someplace where you can sit down and relax. We'll take you back to the dojo and try and figure this out. Has this happened before? People just dropping in through fairy rings from other worlds? Asked June. Well, no, but not long ago, two kids actually made it up to the moon by entering a magical lake, said Tatiana. And not long before that, an evil book tried to take over the world. And before that, this army of gloops nearly did destroy everything. And before that... Okay, Master Momo. Tatiana interrupted Momo, giving him a look. She's scared enough as it is. Listen, June, we're just trying to let you know that wild things happen here sometimes, and there might be a way to get you back home, okay? June nodded and cuddled Rye as they walked. What's your cat's name anyway? asked Momo. Orion, but I call him Rye or Super Rye or Rye Bread, answered June. Okay, sounds good. My mule's name is Serpico, and Ben-Ben, another ninja, he's got a pet lobster named Carswell. I'm sure they'll get along with little Super Rye here. Momo and Tatiana escorted June back to the Valley Town Dojo. By the end of the day, she was feeling all right. As good as she could feel after dropping into another world and being chased by cave trolls that wanted to eat her cat. She met all the other ninjas, and they were super nice. Rye and Carswell were fast friends. The two played out by the campfire in the ninja training area. As June and the ninjas all sat around the campfire eating and sharing details about their homelands, she began to feel safer and more comfortable here in this strange new place. But she still longed to get back to Vermont. And tomorrow, with the ninjas' help, she would begin her long journey back home. The End Thanks for listening, everyone. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And there's a ton more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.